the camera teaches us how to see, and sometimes see in a way that you wouldn't see ordinarily. It slows you down, it makes you look. Pam Fox is a photographer well-known throughout Virginia and beyond. Her work is represented in the permanent collection of the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts, and she's been awarded the coveted Teresa Pollock Prize in photography. What does creating art do for you, physically, emotionally, spiritually? I think when you're involved in art making, it really takes you outside of your own ego, your limited perception of the world, and takes you into kind of a bigger place. For me, it's a state of mind that's pretty different from my day-to-day -day kind of way of thinking about things and responding to the world. When I'm making art, I am really focused, probably more focused than most any other activity. You really have to pay attention. And the way that my image making works is I have to really sit with a piece that I'm working on. A lot of times it doesn't come together quickly and kind of ask what the piece wants. So it's not really so much imposing this idea of what I want to make as it is allowing the piece to kind of reveal itself. And of course you bring craft to that and you bring intention and eventually the piece even begins to reveal sort of a, the concept of maybe a series and then that gives you hints to move forward. But I think when I'm able to get in that mindset and make art like that, it's probably the best thing that I do. I'm kind of working at my highest level when I can do that. So there's this tension creating something that is a reflection of the real world, but it's not real. Right. That's the thing that I like most about photography. And I'm very happy to play with that tension. In fact, that's the thing that I want to play with. And in most of my work, I like the ambiguity of what exists in the world or what I took, you know, as just a reaction to light on surface and then how I might have manipulated it or edited it or changed it. Um, I like when people look at the work and can't tell necessarily how it was made or, um, you know, what aspects of it were, quote, real. And now with photography and digital editing, you know, that idea of reality gets to be pushed even further. But I think people always go back to a photographic image and, and try to, oftentimes anyway, try to see something that they might think existed in the world. And I like that. I saw in your lore series an image of a cougar. And I, and I thought to ask you about that. Wow, how did she get that close to a cougar? And you delighted in the fact that it's actually a dummy cougar. It's <laughs> yeah. a cougar. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. That whole series called Lore was working with hunting targets and lures that were actually, you know, devised to lure in animals so hunters could shoot them. That part of it aside, I like the ambiguity of these animals and whether they were real or not and sort of this tension between what's luring our eye in and how we're responding to something just like an animal might be lured in thinking this was a real thing. Do you find that photography for you is photography or do you feel that it is art? Hmm. I know a lot of photographers have that question in their mind. I think for me, it's more art. I mean, I'm, I certainly identify as a photographer. I'm a geek. You know, I like all the camera stuff, the lenses. Studied the zone system and even taught that several years ago. But ultimately, when it's working well, for me, it's communicating beyond the physical. I'm not just documenting what's out there. That's not to say that's, that's not a very profound and important thing to do. I do documentary work as well, but because I am evolving or developing concepts and ideas and using the lens to communicate them, I think for me that 
moves on over into that world that we might call art, whatever that is. It's a pretty porous thing, but I think if I had to fall down on one side or the other of those, it would be as as an artist. What informs your creative path? Why photography versus painting or writing or other media? Well, I do paint and I do write, but I think photography has always been something that I felt I I was fluid with. I felt comfortable with it. I Again, I like the connection to the physical reality. I like that I could generate and can generate images fairly quickly, work through ideas. And um, I like the craft of photography. It's somewhat of a science, especially if you're working uh, like I started uh, in the dark room where you're mixing chemistry and, you know, really working with light. So I liked the the sort of physicality of photography and the working with light has always appealed to me. Now, you teach at Hampton Sydney, so you're also responsible for bringing up new artists. Is it a joy or a drag? <laughs> I'd say it's mostly a joy. Many teachers that you talk to will say that teaching is is a wonderful thing. It's some of the other things that go with that that can be frustrating. Teachers have to do a lot of administrative work and you know, assessment, that sort of thing. But I love teaching. Some of the, you know, most interesting aspects of teaching now that I've been doing it for a number of years is following students of mine as they go out into the world and continue to pursue photography, maybe become professional or go into filmmaking. And I keep in touch with a lot of those students. And that's, it's been a really wonderful thing. So, Teaching energizes me. I learn a lot from my students. I got the idea for the lure project from my students. One of my students was photographing a hunting target. I don't think he thought that the picture was great, but it kind of blew my mind when I saw it um, because it was so ambiguous. And, you know, sometimes those little gifts will come from your students. So sometimes I think of it as uh, almost like a collaboration, um, working, working with students. Have you been through juried processes where you have your work either accepted or rejected? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't do so many juried exhibitions anymore, but but I do some. And when you don't get in, it still is hard. You know, you like to think that you're more objective. If one has been at art making long enough, you end up just having your sort of inner compass and you keep going. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get rejected from a show. I think that's important. You know, you, you, you stay on track. I like the idea of the compass. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, as a teacher, you know from your students that, you know, you've been in that role or I've juried uh, exhibitions as well. And sometimes it is a person filtering uh, their perceptions of something and you can't take it as 100% this is accurate. But generally, you need to listen. There was a time in the timeline of photography when you don't mess with a photograph. A photograph is exactly what it is, exactly as you took it. And maybe you put it in the dark room, you know, with a little bit more contrast and this or that, but you can't manipulate an image. Now it's fine. You can create anything you want. How do you bridge that gap between then and now? Yeah, that's a really good question. I came up in an era where there was a certain kind of craft Things were predominantly black and white. You put a nice mat around it. You know, you hung them in a row on the wall. And there was a a certain kind of way that you presented your ideas. And that's all out the window. What we have now is really amazing in terms of personal expression, whether it's more photo illustration or straight photography. All those boundaries are so blurred. And I think, you know, as a teacher, 
I've had to be very fluid with that because students come in with different expectations. I've wanted to be able to meet them and teach them how to do things that I may or may not even do in my own uh, creative work. But I think we have to you welcome that because ultimately it's another tool. And if the idea behind what you're doing is strong and if your craft is good, whether it's craft of Photoshop and making a digital print or the craft that you do, you know, shooting a piece of sheet film in a four by five camera, it's, you know, it's still viable and it's just different options. Your process, is there digital stuff going on here? Is there dark room or both? Well, it depends on the series. The uh, Lure series that we were speaking about earlier is shot on film, and the negatives are scanned, and then the print uh, is digital. So it's sort of a hybrid process. Um, The more recent work I've been doing is all digital. It's all shot on a digital camera, you know, cleaned up or slightly manipulated in Photoshop and printed digitally. Um, The earlier work... Um, is strictly darkroom. Recently, I've been toying with the idea of completing a message. Message sent, message received. So I guess what I want to know is, would you create this even if you knew no one was going to see a single image? Um, probably so, but it would be not as much fun because I think it's, I think the fact that you are actually delivering this visual package that doesn't communicate with words but communicates or evokes or, you know, sort of translates. I think that's pretty powerful. Um, I know I like to look at, spend a lot of time looking at artwork. And, you know, so for me, it's part of a, a kind of a complete package if the work can go out into the world and somebody can take something from it. Um, you had a chance to take sabbatical you went to Paris, where you described the light. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it was remarkable. I was able to spend two months there in a beautiful studio that had southern light, which, you know, for some people that wouldn't wouldn't be ideal. But for me, it was just gorgeous. The light was warm and kind of yellowy and light. And if I wasn't photographing or out in the city, I was just watching the light because it would just slide across the wall Um, The river, the Seine River, was out kind of in front of the building. And so it was just this really special quality of light that would just sparkle through those windows and was very inspiring. There's a sweet spot that photographers like, and it's end of day or the beginning of the day. Right, the golden hours. Yeah, no, I I wasn't waiting for that. (laughs) Do you feel like you go through the world uh, with a different lens and with a different kind of posture than folks who aren't thinking about the world the way you do? I hope I do. I really love the gift of being able to sort of slip into that world of seeing things, you know, really carefully and responding to things visually and also to connecting with other artists, which is something that's so interesting. I fairly recently um, was asked to come to a high school to give a talk to some uh, art students, and I walked in the room and immediately I felt like, oh my goodness, this is my tribe. You know, even though these students are so many years younger than me, I felt like these are my people. And that's a really wonderful thing about being an artist is that you do, you do sometimes share that somewhat parallel universe um, 
with the rest of the, you know, the rest of your artist community. And sometimes that place can seem a little bit off to people who aren't there. But I also think that that's the job of, you know, my, my t- role as a teacher is to kind of help bring people into into that world, into seeing differently. And the camera is such a great tool for that because the camera teaches us how to see and sometimes see in a way that you wouldn't see ordinarily. It slows you down. It makes you look. And my students sometimes years later will like, oh, I still remember that assignment you gave called Ordinary Extraordinary. And I, I look at things and I see things that I wouldn't have seen. And they're, they're sort of excited and they're sort of like, hmm, I can't get that out of my mind. So I do think that artists see the world differently. But I think that that's something that's, you know, if people slow down and are open. It's available to everybody. Pam Fox, what a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Hope you like this little sweatshirt I found for you. I love this sweatshirt. <laughs> Thank you, Melee. Camp box. <laughs> Just one of those fun things that you find when you're thrifting and it's clearly meant to be for you. I love that shirt. I, I never find things that good when I'm thrifting. <laughs> you can see Pam Fox's work at pamfox.net. <laughs>